Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Loogie. I'm your host, <laughs> Zach, here with Jack and Andrew, as always. Hope you guys are doing great tonight. The oh, Mets yeah. since last episode are 14 and 9. 9 and 4 on a West Coast road trip, a long road trip out there. One game behind the Atlanta Braves. It's been a while since we've talked about the Mets, boys. So give me an observation you've noticed about your team here. My observation, uh, you'd have to be blind to not see it, but <laughs> Brandon Nemo has just been oh, yeah. insane. He yeah. has just turned it up to another level this year. You know, he's he's always obviously been a guy that can get on base. He's only hit two home runs so far, but his defense has been incredible. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's hitting 350. Uh, he's walking more than he's striking out. He's, he's having just, a lot of fun. He's yes, he's having a lot of fun. You know, he he always is smiling all the time, but it seems like he's enjoying himself even more this year. He has just been the ideal leadoff hitter for this team. And even it seems like even when the offense isn't really clicking, he's been kind of jump starting it a little bit, getting on base a ton, oh, yeah. driving in some runs. It's it's just been a pleasure to watch him. Yeah. Well, you know, some players don't react well to big contracts. Yeah. Um, he signed. I guess you wouldn't technically call it a big contract in this day and age, but it was a significant contract, and it looks like it has given the man complete and total peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Because he is so comfortable, he's so confident, especially confident defensively. He's going after every ball and running him down. So, um, you know, I just think it's it's really interesting to see the, the, the level that he's reaching right now on the heels of signing that eight-year deal. Um, well, we are – it ends up being the smartest free agent signing we had in the offseason for the last – I don't know how many offseasons. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And that little injury scare he had in the right before the season started—that's that's long, long in the rearview mirror because he is he is all over the place. He's made some incredible plays. He made that one play last year that was like the catch of the season, and that was really yep. his one yep. big defensive play. I'd say he's made three equally as good plays that's already good. this year. I mean, he he he's just MVP of the league right now. He's all over the place, and yeah, it's awesome, certainly. awesome to have him. Jack, how about you? Did you notice anything uh, interesting over these well, past few weeks here? I think, unfortunately, Mc, Jeff McNeil is playing more outfield than we had hoped he would. Mm. Louis Guillaume has been <clears throat> playing more second base than we hoped or thought he would. And yeah. it goes back to our struggling offense. It goes back to mm-hmm. Canna, Vogelbach, and Escobar just aren't hitting well. So Buck is trying to, you know, put a little more pop into the lineup by inserting Guillaume instead of Canna. It's really now it's a Guillaume Canna mm. um, um, a platoon for now until somebody starts to take uh, control. He doesn't want to play Guillaume every day. Guillaume got to <laughs> be on the bench to step in for injured players with his versatility. Mm-hmm. So if, if Mark Cannon doesn't start hitting soon, and we're going to talk more about this, we're going to talk about Ronnie Mauricio a little bit later in the podcast, which is also part of this equation. But it's really disappointing to see McNeil having to be shuffled around because mm-hmm. of the weaknesses in our lineup and Guillaume having to be inserted. Uh, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. Yeah, there are definitely some weaknesses, and Canna has been one of them. I, my observation since this past couple of weeks has been watching the Mets – First four guys come up, load the bases, yeah, 
and then Mark Canna steps up to the plate. It's happened twice while I was watching, and I was yeah. like, hmm. when I saw it, you know, when you see the bases loaded, you're you're supposed to feel confident about mm-hmm. getting a run in that inning. But when Canna steps up, I'm yeah. not feeling that like, oh, this is a run. We're getting a run this inning. I'm feeling yeah. we might he might walk and we might get a run from a walk. Yeah. Right. But and it's got good. That's why I think possibly putting McNeil permanent five hole could help just kind of yeah. really bolster the offense every day. We have that one, two, three, four, five of you got to right. get through this. And if you can get through this, you win the game. But it is not easy to get through that one, two, three, four, five. I'd much rather have McNeil come up there. He's, I mean, he hasn't been batting like he was last year, but he's coming on hot now. And he's just so good at the contact. And that's all you need sometimes with the bases loaded. Just focus somewhere, and he's great at it. So I think maybe permanent five pool for McNeil. Well, and I don't want to single out Canna, who's a nice player. Yeah. Um, and a really nice guy. And let's let's face it, the other part of this equation is um Canna's kind of the odd man out because you're stuck with your catcher, who's also right. stinking up the joint. You're <laughs> yeah. stuck with Escobar who's and um yeah. you know your DH is is are both are they're all stinking up the joint. So Canna's like mm-hmm. the odd man out because because McNeil can go play left field. Or Fam can right. go play left field if it's going to be uh, a lefty pitcher. So Canna's yeah. kind of the odd man out. If, if the other guys were hitting, it may not it may not mean matter. You drop Canada eight, but anyway, what was um it's going to be interesting to see if the lack of offense on that bottom half of the lineup continues. What will happen next? Yeah, because we've already got Beatty. Let's see what happens next. All right, let's move on to other Mets storylines. Uh, we'll start with the ex-Mets. Andrew, you got something for us on the ex-Mets. So this is the ex-Mets storyline, not the Mets storyline. Yeah, right? well, exactly. All right, thank you. It is the Mets storyline. Once a Met, always a Met. Come on. Okay. True. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Was... Bobby Bonilla is not always a Met. <laughs> I knew you'd have some random birthday. Yeah, partner. please. <laughs> Got Andrew. I, this was kind of talked to death during the series, but it was just very funny watching that Giants yeah. series, seeing yes. at some point it seemed like four batters in a row were all <laughs> ex-Mets. Like uh, you would have Flores yeah. up and then J.D. Davis and then Conforto and then Darren uh, Ruff. And it was yeah. like, when is this going to end? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you guys all have bums. any decency... Yeah, all bums, <laughs> except for J.D. Davis. J.D. Yeah. Davis so far... I mean, we always kind of hated his defense, and he mm-hmm. he was a little scary at third base. But apparently, he's been he's made some improvements. He's been hitting very well. He's hitting three oh four. He's got five home runs on the year. Oh. OPS just under nine hundred. Uh, so he's a guy that you know we traded away to get Darren Ruff along with some prospects, and mm-hmm. now Ruff is back with the Giants. Did nothing for us. Um, and J.D. Davis is, is hitting pretty well with an everyday role, which I kind of always knew he would. We, for some reason, never wanted to give him. We would just, like, yeah. platoon him nonstop, never let him get in a groove, which yeah. I think we do with a lot of players. Um, but, yeah, he, he is the one guy that's kind of jumped out at me has been having a very good season. Yep. It, it was hard to watch um, J.D. Davis down there thinking – well, we actually th- had threw in three minor leaguers with J.D. Davis to get rough. It should have been the other way around. Yep. Oh. But, um, oh. I mean, how did they hide? The- I mean, granted, as we've talked about before, these are 
mid-level pro two of them were one's a throw in one two were mid-level prospects but still um both those guys are at double a right now by the way uh they both have made three starts so far in double a the other two guys that we traded so if i'm following them. those and i'll have an update on that in future loogie podcast they better not come back to haunt us all right let's move on to verlander justin verlander how's he uh recovering andrew uh yeah we well we were talking about it recently he, he just made his first rehab start getting back uh i know originally he said with the injury when it was first reported that you know if this was the playoffs that this was you know late in the season i i would be pitching through it uh which him saying that i, I thought he'd be back by now uh so there's a little concerning that he's not he's not here yet but the fact that he's making rehab starts hopefully he'll only need one more and then he'll be back in the rotation uh but yeah we we could definitely use him sooner than later because some of the arms that we we're throwing out uh you know they're they're not verlander mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i mean hopefully uh scherzer missing a couple of stars verlander missing these starts means at least they'll get extended a little further into the season before they break down again um, yeah, exactly. because it's gonna happen it's gonna happen look i've been there i've been a fireball a 39 year old dude um <laughs> in in sandlot ball all and, right uh yeah it's, it's, it takes a lot of wear and tear on you man let me tell you right now well there's a lot of wear, wear and tear going around right now um and that's why we have to talk about the number nine starter competition yeah we i had, mean it was <laughs> we had buto and lucchesi lucchesi go Lucchese. Lucchese, sorry. Yeah. Lucchese, go uh, for us. And they were both pretty impressive, Jack. I watch it, Buto, then and Lucchese comes up, and I'm like, we're down to, like, our ninth starter. You know, so depending on <laughs> Buto versus Lucchese, who's going to be our number nine starter? Yeah. Fortunately, we have three for there, and we got four guys out, so they're now the number five starter. But you know, <laughs> Lucchese, was, I watched Lucchese that night. Um, yeah. Very, very impressive. I mean, he's just coming off Tommy John. He hasn't had a start in two years. With seven innings of, of uh, runless ball, of shutout ball. So, um, yeah. But, you know, he's a lot like Peterson. Those guys, they don't throw hard, 91-92. They throw mm-hmm. break and stuff. They move the ball around. They got to they spot their, their secondary pitches well. Otherwise, they have to come in with the fastball, which usually results in a, in a home run. But Lucchese right. was spotting his slurve and his slider and his, mm-hmm. his curveball very well. And his fastball was that much more effective as a result. And we've seen Peterson do the same thing this year. But we've also seen Peterson make two poor starts in a row, which has been very painful. And then McGill mm-hmm. faltered a tad. But we're yeah. still 14-9 and nine with all these uh, starting pitchers being out. Mm-hmm. So we can't complain too much about the job that these guys have stepped in and done. The, the now it's going to be a question of who will be the number five starter um, you know, once Verlander, Lucchese, um, Verlander, Scherzer, et cetera, come back. Um, Lucchese is going to get another start, and he's going to get another look. And if Peterson continues to falter, Peterson to the pen, Lucchese perhaps um, the, number, the number five guy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Let's move to uh, Vogelback, the human furnace. Jack, you had some harsh words for him last episode i think i I think you might have scared him i think you might have reverse loogie cursed him well and i don't want to be too harsh on vogelbach because i know andrew has a soft spot in his heart for this guy (laughs) i do you know we all do you know you're both pretty slender dudes and i think both of you are have a just because he's not so slender i think you have a special affection for this guy i on the other hand 
with my beer gut here in front of me to give a crap how chub <laughs> chubby, chubby he is, honestly. But we were saying last, Lugie, when, we, when, Brett, when Brett Beatty was called up, I was saying Vogelbach is the guy who's going to go because he doesn't bring anything to the table other yeah. than DH, no versatility, no defense, right. no speed, of course. So I thought for sure Vogelbach was on the way out. Now, Castro was supposedly injured and is on the DL now. I, I don't buy it. Yeah, I think they want to give they want to give Vogelbach a little more time, a little more of a look. And since Beatty's got called up, I got his numbers here, batting 353 with five Ooh. RBIs in his last seven games. So All right. um, he's obviously aware of what's going on. He he probably listened to our podcast. Um <laughs> oh, no, I guess he hasn't, has he? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm sure he saw that his job was in jeopardy. And so now he's hit some hard balls. And uh, another interesting storyline to follow is Vogelbach's future on this team with uh, Beatty sitting there. Yeah, you definitely don't have to hear the reverse, Lugie Chris. You feel the reverse, I Lugie he, Chris, he, I think. He felt the hate. He felt it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move on to someone else. Um Oh my. He's supposed to be hitting the ball hard and is hitting the ball hard. Pete is absolutely tearing it up out there. Andrew, what what's he been doing since the start of the season? Yeah, Pete has been absolutely on fire. He's hitting 267. He's got 10 home runs, Woo. which I think right now is good for second best in the league. Nice. And yeah, he is just every time he steps up to the plate, you think, you know, he, he has a chance to hit one out. Mm -hmm. He has looked locked in. They always talk about, you know, the the oldest saying in the book is like, guys coming in the the best shape of their life and all this right. stuff. But yeah, he does he does look a little bit slimmer, but a little bit stronger, and he is just destroying the ball. And he has a a really good chance, I think, to just go on a crazy run and just keep hitting them because I mean, he's getting pitches to hit. He's doing damage right now. It's still, you know, it's not even summer yet, and the balls are flying for him. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully hopefully he will keep that going. Well, there's two things here that come to mind. First of all, Lugie talked about Lugie, certain Lugie people expected him to hit over 50 this year. Yeah. And we <laughs> talked about because he is a very good hitter. He's just not a power hitter. He's an excellent hitter. Yeah. Become an excellent hitter. And the other thing I, I'm thinking about that was really interesting is we had low hopes for him. Some of us had low hopes for him with the with the pitch clock and implementation because Pete has been one of the most deliberate batters in the entire Major League Baseball. Yeah. Now here he is, not even missing a beat, having yeah. to adjust more than anyone had to adjust more than almost more than anybody else with his approach at the plate and no impact. So um, that's again goes back to uh, the kind of player he is, the kind of hitter he is. I mean. Uh, I think they're juicing the balls this year, but every home run I oh, see from him is is a no doubter. So he's not benefiting in any you, way. You, you're juiced. What do you mean? They're juiced. You're doing this juice. They're juicing this the crap. balls. Where are you getting this I've crap seen, from? They're juicing the I've ball. I've seen some absolute pop ups go oh, out of the yard early in the year. We'll keep an oh. eye out. Andrew, we'll keep an eye out. Manfred Mann's Earth Jack Band juiced the ball up in the offseason. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I'm fine with them juicing the ball up as long as they juice all the balls. I mean, up. Jason Hayward, I think, has two home runs this year, so I think oh, that, that uh, might support the uh, theory. Uh, that could yeah. be something. Come on, is he in the minor leagues now? Who's he play for? He's played for the, LA. He's on the Dodgers. 
You didn't Bellinger, watch any of the Dodgers Bellinger series, for huh? word? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's so, move on. Said, you know, are you going to probably blame it on the legalization of marijuana next? Some reason they're hitting all these home runs. Whoa! Come all on, what's next? The balls. What's next? True. What, what's all right, uh, Ronnie Mauricio, uh, Jack. You think they're going to call him up and put him at second? Well, this was flying what, under the ra- flying under the radar. He just started playing second base in, at at Syracuse oh. uh, last week. And, ah. uh, yeah, so that you could see what's happening here also. Yes. If not Beatty, let's see if Mauricio can come up, play second base, move, obviously move McNeil to the outfield, yeah. and try to get more offense out of this team, out of, the, out of the lower half of this lineup, which is suffering greatly. And so uh, Mauricio's hitting 350 in 21 games with six home runs and a 108 OPS. He's a switch hitter who has his splits the last three years in the minor leagues indicate he he kind of hits them both equally. Um, he can hmm. go either, he hits them both well. He's this year in limited in limited appearance. He's batting 368 versus lefties and 344 versus righties. But keep your eye on Ronnie Mauricio again. If Beatty doesn't come through, he could go down, and then Mauricio will be the guy to maybe save the oh, song. I'd love to see Mauricio come up. Me and Andrew I saw mean, him in Brooklyn. You imagine? Awesome. And if Beatty starts hitting Beatty at DH, uh, Mauricio at second, McNeil in the outfield, and then not uh, – who's the catcher? Comes back? Omar. Alvarez. 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 Who's a good hitter. I mean, so let's just – we're going we're gonna to keep our eye on Mauricio too. Yeah, that's true. This isn't the Mets team that we're going to be seeing all year. For sure. No, it's going to be a lot of changes because these guys are not going to hit. All right, let's move on from the Mets to other MLB storylines. As always, we got to do a Bellinger watch. But this Mm. time, things are a little bit different this time, guys. Here's the update on Bellinger. He's batting a hefty 300 with Mm. five home runs. And, you know, he's playing for the Cubs now. And I think... I think the pitching coach, or sorry, hitting coach Dustin Kelly has got the Cubs hitting very well right now. Third best offense in the league. Who? Dustin Kelly. Long the time, Dustin long, Kelly? Long time minor leaguer, yeah. <laughs> I think he's Hugh Quattlebaum's protege, Zach. So I don't know well, where you're getting that Dustin absolutely Kelly. can't be true. <laughs> I guess maybe it skips a generation in, uh, in in batting coaches. Shout out to Hugh Quattlebaum. We haven't had, we haven't, yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about Quattlebaum in quite some time. No, but hey, you know, you're right though. The, the, the hitting coach needs it. We need a nod to the hitting coach, but Definitely. I'm sorry. What, what you got any more on uh, Ballinger? No, just he's batting, he's batting 300, and he hit a home run 420 feet on 420 the other day. All right, I got something for you. Shout out to do you know? Do you know what his dating history has been the last three years out there in L.A.? This guy's a player. Okay? Uh-oh. Just like in my day, I was a player. Cody Bellinger is a player. Whoa, he was I'm dating all kinds of models and actresses. No and all way. This other guy. He's finally settled down. He's out of L.A., He's got a kid who just turned two who can now started to speak. And he said, Dad, you suck in the offseason. Oh. <laughs> and so being out of L.A., away from all those women, a oh. child who can observe and, and give him some tips now that's old enough to do that, uh, it could be turning around Cody Bellinger's <laughs> season. 
But wow. I'm happy for him because it would have been very sad to see a guy who won the MVP just fade away like that. I mean, that would have been terrible. So I, I'm, wow. I'm hoping I'm hoping his good fortune continues. You don't you don't hear that a lot. Lugie's got people interviewing kids of the players. That's awesome. Yeah. Jack, you well guys, done. You guys are settling too. down. You guys wrong. You guys both had a future as players, but you both found wonderful women, so your player days are over. Right, right. <laughs> you you had a long time out there as a bachelor. Well, you, you, might wanna, you, you don't let us forget. My latest rap single, Player Days Are Over. Oh, nice. I can't yeah. wait for that to come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to, <laughs> to surprise teams from around the league. There's some uh, interesting interesting stuff happening all around the yeah, league. There is. Teams Definitely. impressing and depressing. But let's talk about the impressive teams that we didn't think would be there. Uh, the Pirates playing very well right now. The Cubs, as we mentioned, hitting very well. They're doing well. They're in third place. Then you got the Diamondbacks tied for first in the West. And then out there in the AL, you got the Rangers in first, beating, beating out the likes of Houston, Seattle, the Angels. And then the Orioles are ahead of the Yankees right now. Who would have seen that? Who would have predicted that? Right. So there's exactly. a lot of interesting, interesting uh, teams right now jack any of them impressing you or surprising you or are you like i called this from the get well, no no i i love the orioles right now they have got they're a young team with mm-hmm. many good young players and um what i love about this team is that they're in the american league east so anytime we have an american league team get better yeah um Obviously, it's the the Yankees that I'm I'm mostly concerned about. <laughs> so it's very good to see the Orioles and their very young team. That they're young. Who's that young catcher that I really uh, that we all really are hot on that young? Oh catcher. yeah, Adley Rutschman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is a Brandon Hyde. He's an excellent manager. He's got a good track record. So the Orioles are most impressive to me, and I hope that it continues. Rutschman's batting. 289, four home runs and 15 RBIs in the catcher slot. That is very impressive. Andrew, you impressed by anyone here? I mean, I, I have to go with the Pirates. Pirates right yeah. now sitting at 16 and 7 is pretty incredible. They, you know, we always talk about Cody Bellinger, future Pittsburgh Pirate. <laughs> and I mean, it's true. You got all these failed prospects and failed players that find their way in Pittsburgh. You know, a few older guys, they got Andrew McCutcheon back after all these years. He's been playing really well. Uh, I remember last year, I don't know if he was a player of the week or what, we talked about uh, Jack Sawinski. He's got an OPS over 1,000. Connor Joe, OPS over 1,000. They got a few guys close to 900. I mean, they're hitting well. They're pitching great. Uh, Their bullpen has been fantastic. And, I mean, you, you can't not root for the Pirates. Obviously, the ownership not spending any money makes it... You know, you don't want the organization to have success, but for the players themselves, right. you got to be happy for that. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this isn't just a little flash in the pan and they can keep that one going. The other team that I want to shout out on the opposite spectrum 
is the Padres. They were my they're my World Series NL pick. Oh lordy! I, I know Jack made some comments. He wasn't really <laughs> he wasn't really impressed by that pick. Wow, impressed if, they, by if, they, if they stop checking for steroids, maybe they got a shot. But I don't I don't think so. Yeah, right. he, he picked some Mariners, if I'm remembering. Correctly. Well, that is true. That me? <laughs> but uh, I mean, the Padres are just loaded name wise. You know, you have Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, all at the top of that order, and right. Fernando Tatis now back from his suspension. Mm-hmm. But Soto has been horrific. He's batting 198. Oh, and Manny Machado is yeah. not much better, 220. Oh. And I think those two are guys to keep an eye on. That's very interesting. Going back to the pitch clock, because they are two oh, guys yeah. that usually used to take a long time in between at bats. You know, Soto had his his Soto shuffle, and Manny is yeah. always just you know fixing his batting gloves and really taking his time. Mm, yes. So. I, I think they will adjust to it, but right now it has looked pretty rough for the two of them. And yeah. just one more thing on the podcast, yeah. you know, the Manny just signed his his monster contract this year. He just got a huge extension. Right. But Soto turned down, you know, a half a billion dollars not too long yeah. ago. And he has had two not that great seasons, so it's gonna be very interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens with him. Well, I was just about Ooh. to mention that regarding Soto, and that was that um you know, when you hear your name as potentially the first $50 million a year player, and we've been hearing now for three years now, um, you start to wonder if that can really start to get to you as maybe you, you want to be that guy and you start pressing, and that can be part of the equation too. But uh, the pitch clock angle, that's very interesting, Andrew. I'm going to keep an eye on that. In uh, my surprise team, I can't go with the Rangers because they spend way too much money. I'm not going to go with the Pirates because they're in the same division as the oh, team well, I'm going to pick. The Cubs, they're yeah. a team that I've watched a good amount of times because, as everyone knows, go Chicago, go. Big Cubs fan here. Nico Horner over 300. Ian Happ over 300. Bellinger batting 300. Seiya Suzuki just came back from injury. He's batting 324. Patrick Wisdom's hitting bombs. Dansby Swanson's hat batting 299. We've got the offense really going right now. And Justin Steele and, uh, of course, Marcus Stroman are having eight years pitching so far. So this Cubs team has actually been fun to watch for the first time in a while. And that, that's always exciting. Well, you, you know, the difference is to me for the Cubs. What's that? Is uh, Dustin Kelly, the <laughs> coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, Obviously, this guy is making yeah. a big difference. So, oh, I 100% agree. I, I wasn't yeah. going to mention him. I didn't think anybody would know him, so I didn't bother mentioning him. I mean, but... I can't believe it's not a batting coach of the year award. Like, there's a manager <laughs> of the year, a batting coach of the year. <laughs> well, if there was, uh, Dustin Kelly is probably top of the list right now. I think it's the Who Quala Bomb Memorial bat- hit batting coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, you. I know you're out there listening, and I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, coaching the uh, coaching single A baseball somewhere, little league somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy crap! Not even getting paid. He's volunteering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Even, his own kid's not even on the team. He's coaching anyway. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the lowest bar you can set. <laughs> that All is right. low, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to what's bothering Jack this week. Anything piss me off? 
Well, I tell you, not the, I tell you what's not pissing me off. Okay. This was a fascinating experience for me because this hasn't happened in so long. But I was sitting on a couch Sunday afternoon and um, flicking around the dial. Um, I golfed. It was XFL. I mean, there were a lot of different sports that um, I could have watched. But then I saw um, Royals at Angels. And forget about Otani. It wasn't part of it. And I said, you know, I'm going to put this on. Now, why did I put that on? I can tell you why. Because, because baseball is so much more enjoyable to watch right now. Yeah. With the pitch clock. It's all about the pitch clock and knowing you're not going to sit through a bunch of BS, batter stepping out, pitcher stepping off, and you're just going to get 15, every 15 seconds, you're going to get a ball pitched. It makes an unbelievable difference regarding tuning in to see a ball game. It is incredible what it's done mm -hmm. for many of us to mentally sit through a game. In fact, <laughs> as I'm watching the game, it was in sunny LA and it felt like throwback to 1972 NBC game of the week. Cause it was just a joy to watch. So um, pitch clock is my, isn't, I couldn't make it my player of the week, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so that I'm not pissed off. I'm thrilled. All right, I love to hear it. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about our players of the week. Oh yeah, uh, from around the league, Andrew. Who's your player of the week this week? I guess two weeks, three weeks, whatever. It's My better be good. Week, you told me this was somebody good, Andrew. Let's hear. Yeah, it. I said I'd I'd give you guys a million dollars if you had the same player as me. Uh, but I'm going guess? first. I'm going first. Can we, so that wait, might can screw we guess? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can guess. <laughs> wait, is it a Japanese player in Japanese no. league? Okay, good. You're close, right. but no. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's um. Sebi Zavala. Oh, Sebi, that, that is, <laughs> would have been a good pick. Uh, it's actually Dustin whatever his name is. Oh, <laughs> uh, now, my my player of the week, uh, his name is Corey Lewis. He's a, a pitcher, oh, for, pitcher for the Minnesota Twins in a single A. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, and, boy. Uh, no, you're right. I wouldn't have got him. <laughs> he's got a 377 ERA, and who cares about the rest of his stats? Uh, but the reason I picked him is he has he has an arsenal unlike anyone else in the minors or in the MLB, and it's he throws 10% knuckleballs. So he's uh -huh. using the knuckleball as you know, a secondary pitch yeah. instead of just being a knuckleballer. Huh. Uh, and you know he's had some decent success. I think this is his first year in in pro ball, but I'm just really rooting for him or someone else like him to have success and make it to the MLB. Because one, I think we just need knuckleballers in baseball. Yeah, baby. It's yeah. been you know really since R. A. Dickey, since <laughs> any have had any success. Um, yeah. But I do think this is a really interesting way that maybe it could come back as. You know, you don't have to only throw a knuckleball. You could throw one every once in a while and really, yeah. really yeah. get guys throw guys off on it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be this kid, but if someone can make it back to the MLB as a knuckleballer, mm -hmm. I I would be thrilled. It's the well, perfect you know, surprise the, pick. Yeah, Ari Dickey and then Tim Wakefield, I think, was just before Ari Dickey, who yeah. had continuous success. But you know, back in the old days, guys would go seek out these knuckleball pitchers to learn how to throw the pitch. Mm -hmm. So R.A. Dickey should put an ad in a paper and say, willing <laughs> to teach kids uh, knuckleball because yeah, I agree. Do, we do miss the knuckleball. Anything that is different and unique in any sport uh, makes it more fun <laughs> to watch. So it would be like kids, like kids read the paper, Jack. Come on. 
Showing your age. Showing your age again. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you got a player man. of the week? Yeah, I have a player of the week. You guys aren't going to like it. Or you, maybe you will like it. I we all it. had this guy as our Cy Young winner. Uh, um, Spencer mm-hmm. Strider has yeah. just been continued magnificence. I mm-hmm. watched um, some of his game last night. Seven innings of no-hit ball. Uh, set a new Braves record for what it's worth. Nine consecutive games with nine or more strikeouts. In his last two games, 14 innings pitched, three hits, 22 Ks. Um, which is, you know, how you've seen, he's scary. The guy is scary yeah. up there on the mound. Thunder thighs up there. It's really, and with the porno mustache, <laughs> an amazing combination. He yeah. should be, a, he looks like a sanitation worker uh, uh, to me. But anyway, Spencer Strider played a week. All right, a little diss there at the end. He has to do it. He's a Braves player. He's a brave guy, yeah. Uh, my player of the week is going to be Max Scherzer because he's been wrongfully convicted <laughs> of a crime that he's oh, completely God. innocent of. Yeah. Not, he, I heard him say he swears on his children's lives that it's nothing but resin, rosin, and I believe him. <laughs> they put alcohol on his hand. They 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 set him up it's big time, all right? Free well, you know, David Cohn did something online yesterday a little alcohol rosin experiment and he the ball was hanging off his index and middle finger i mean it was just stuck right to his two fingers and oh. gravity wasn't strong enough to pull the ball off the finger so i guess that's a thing is max uh, but, is drunk no, maybe he sweats alcohol so that's not <laughs> alcohol and resin are not rosin are not illegal but the question becomes does max know the magic formula the right ratio to make it that sticky. Um, well, the reason Max, I, don't I hope think... you're not listening because I'm sure you don't. You didn't do anything on purpose. Well, the reason I don't think that's true is because he probably would have. You know, they probably would have felt how sticky it was. Extremely sticky. They were saying it was. So yeah. they would have been feeling that for who knows how long if he's been doing that. Uh, that's that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, he's he coming back. Stupid, and... is he? I, no, he's not. He's no, he's not. He's very bright. <laughs> hey, you better uh, back. When's his start? I don't even know when his next start is. Andrew, well, when's his next start? Missed ten games, right? Uh, yeah, he'll be at ten games. So I think at some point during the Brave series is when he'll be back. Oh, oh God, we we got we got an easy schedule coming up besides them Braves. So yeah, hopefully next time we talk, um, you know, we're in, we're ahead of the Braves. Could be a hell of a series, great. boys. That'd be great. All right. I think that's that. it for us this week. You guys got anything else to add? No. No, wow, I think right. we really killed it. Uh, I know that um, Gary Cohen's <laughs> listening. I hope we gave him a little bit of um, yes. some material to, yeah. uh, to run with. And um, so, um, and I'm looking forward to Joe, Joey Lucchese's next start. So, all good, boys. All good. Lucchese. Lucchese. All right. Homework for next uh, week is to homework. Watch, watch the games. Yeah, you guys used to turn off your dang hockey. Start watching <laughs> baseball. Oh man, the hockey's too good though. Go Devils! No, can't argue. Go with Devils! Next, next argue. week we're gonna have a Devils segment. Stop watching the uh, the Miami Heat Toronto <laughs> Raptors series. They're playing the Bucks. You don't even know who they're playing. <laughs> Whoever they're playing, I don't know. Stop <laughs> watching that NBA playoffs and tune into the Mets. All right, and that goes I, for everybody listening. Thanks right, for next, joining us. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you, no, you next week I have, a, I have a story about 
watching Mets instead of NBA playoffs next week. Remind okay, me. all right, all right, all right. Sounds good. Yep. That was a good. That was good to put that reminder in the episode so that when you're listening to it, you can remember. For yeah, next well, I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. Yeah, you should put all your reminders in, <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for episode 66 of Lugie. We hope everyone enjoyed it. Join us next week for episode 67. We love you. Follow us on Lugie Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Tell your friends. Rate us. How many stars, Jack? Um, Two. Ursa Minor and Ursa Major. Oh, Rate yeah, baby. Horribly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but those are big stars. All right. Very big. Uh, uh, that's it, I guess. Are they that's... constellations? Whatever. Uh, yes, they are, actually. It's, it's the big difference. Oh, difference. Look at my bit. Look at my bit. <laughs> well, I guess we can do however many stars are yeah, in Yeah, how many stars two. are in each constellation? <laughs> there you go. I think it's 50. like if you add them both up, it might be like 14. Ah, 14 seven, stars. Seven apiece, maybe six apiece. I don't know, but that's, you know, know. rate us well. Good night, Denmark. Good night, people named Greg. Oh, Andrew, do you nice. want to pick a specific group of people? Uh, no, g- good night, Max Scherzer. Oh. And, and Cody Bellinger's kid. Oh. Yeah, he's a smart kid, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night.